We are in, well, basically the backyard, right, Kent? Yeah, it's the backyard of the Vermont Center for Eco Studies. It's kind of like any other backyard. It is. It's lush, it's green, it's pretty close to a main road, and it's right next to a building. And you can hear there are plenty of birds. We can hear wrens singing in the background. Periodically, we hear the green frogs talking to each other. So there is a lot to see back here, and there's a really good reason that we're here, right? It's backyard biodiversity. Things are a little bit different now, and sometimes we can't go as far afield as we would like to see the things that we want to see, but there's plenty to see right in our own backyard. Yeah, and the cool thing we've learned over the last couple months, I think, is, is that not only are we reliant on our, on our connectivity with our Wi-Fi, but it turns out we're actually pretty reliant on being connected to the outdoors. A lot of us have learned to get outside a little bit and walk around and explore what's close at hand our backyards. And in these times when I think people are feeling very disconnected from one another, we're going to talk today about a way that we can feel even more connected than we ever have before. Yeah, once you take the time to stop, listen, look, walk slowly, you realize that you don't have to go to Costa Rica, you don't have to go to the top of Mount Mansfield, you don't have to hike seven miles. There is life right outside our back door. And the best part of it is that now we can share it. We can share it with our friends, we can share it with family, we can share it with the scientific community and really do some good in the world. So today's episode, we're gonna book around the backyard. We're gonna science today. We're gonna science the heck out of this backyard. I don't know, what do you even wanna start with? There's so much here. I'm already hearing a lot of birds. Next, let's go around the pond and let's see what kind of insects we can find. And then we can talk about some tools that everybody can use that's right in their pocket, their smartphones, to help them have a naturalist right on hand. And then in the meantime, I'm going to try and shove you in the pond so you can find some green frogs for me. <laughs> so first, Kent, I think what I want to do is I want to creep to this nest box right here. You can make your backyard even better for biodiversity by putting up nest boxes, planting flowers for pollinators and things like that. So one of them is a nest box that you're about to check. My guess is the bird isn't gonna come here while I'm right next to it, but wrens are pretty bold, so there's no telling. I'll watch it come shooting out and strafe your head, Sarah. And so one of the other things that you and I were talking about before we started looking at wrens and, and getting all excited is that my three-year-old daughter and I have been stuck at home. And one of the things we realized is that we don't even have to go into our backyard to find the biodiversity that interests her. So the first thing we do is we, we jet out the front door in the morning and if, if she could, she would spend an hour checking out the siding of the house because there are so many cool bugs just on the siding, right? Especially in the morning when they're trying to warm up, I bet. Oh man, we have found moss, daddy long legs. We have found so many chrysalis. We found uh, American toads trying to eat all of the insects on our front porch. So even if you don't have a big chunk of land and a pond or, or tons of flowers or anything, there's still so much you can find and so much you can share just right outside your front door. Oh, totally. Listen, I have a quarter acre of land around my house, which is mostly just gardens and lawn. And then, you know, some bushes and things like that. And yes, I do plant some special bushes and plants for pollinators. Of course you do. Over the years, I have now recorded 110 bird species on my property. And I've had over 250, almost 300 moth species on my property, just by poking around, looking for moths and birds and seeing what I can find. And that's just birds and moths. We're not even talking about bees and beetles and all of the other animals that you can find. And the cool thing is, you know, 
with your daughter too is you'll notice how inquisitive and how observant they really are and how sometimes we just shut that off. Exactly. Like in March, I have to admit, um, I was a little mind boggled at the interest she showed in the common house fly. We spent a lot of time catching flies in the house. But so, yeah, this is something that you can definitely do with children that will hold their interest. And one of the best parts of it is it'll get them to ask more and more questions, which is really what you want a child to do, even if it drives you crazy. We have this house wren singing right above our heads as you were talking. So maybe we should back off oh, a little I bit. I really want to find a frog. Um, that's all right. We'll go to a different spot. Well, you know, Kent, one of the things I noticed in walking around my backyard looking at these things is that they're things that I walk right past every day, and I don't know what they are. But now there's a way to do that, right? Yeah, before you'd have to carry five or six books with you, right? <laughs> right, right. But now there's actually an app you can use. It's like having a naturalist with you 24-7. So all you need is your phone? All you need is your smartphone and this app called Seek. So if you come across a bug or a flower or a tree and you want to know what it is, you point the camera at it and it helps you identify what you're looking at. That's fantastic because I have been asked probably 50 questions by my daughter. What is this, mama? What is this? And I've had to say, I don't know, I don't know. And I have a running list of things I have to go look up. But you're saying I just download this app onto my phone and I can give her an answer immediately. Yeah, let me show you how it works. It's pretty amazing. And this app, which is completely free, is cool because you can use it to actually put data into iNaturalist and join the naturalist group in Vermont in the world. Or you can just use it and it will, it will collect no data at all. And so you can set it up so that you can share all your data with scientists like us and put it on iNaturalist. So it has a computer network that'll look at the p image that's in your iPhone or on your Android device and it tries to match it to a species that it knows. And it knows about 10 or 15,000 species. So it's really good. Show me how it works. Show me all right, pick something here. We're standing in front of this pond. Um, oh, you know what? How about these little tiny purple flowers right here? You would here? pick something really hard know, to I embarrass me. No. You're, you're basically saying that you can take a picture of something and this AI is going to tell you what it is to species? It'll almost always tell you to species in Vermont. If it can't, it'll tell you what genus it is, so up a little level. So right, here we go. This work. It is scanning right now. It just said, oh, I know it's in the mint family. It's working harder. Oh, now it just said, this is ground ivy. Would you like to learn more about it? Take a picture. I took a picture of it and it says, view the species. So now I can click on this if I want to, and it'll tell me all kinds of stuff about the species. It'll show me a map of Vermont and beyond where other people have reported it. This is fantastic for kids. Totally. Because they ask a million questions so, and you never know how to answer them. And so this can help you answer. Well, here's the best thing about it too. Just like Pokemon Go, yeah. there's badges you can earn on here. Oh, you get prizes. You get it's prizes. A so you can go around your backyard as a kid doing this, but you're collecting real things instead of artificial things. Well, Kent, this has been enlightening and there's still so much to see. Things that we can identify, things that we need to use this app for. And I think one of the best parts of it is you don't ever have to leave your backyard if you don't want to. It's all around us. You just have to open your eyes and your ears and it's right there. And now with the Seek app, it's even easier to do. I'm Sarah Zahendra. And I'm Kent McFarland. Thanks for listening to Outdoor Radio. Listen to those frogs. Can, can we? Hold your ankles when you drive. <laughs> Whatever.